Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I think this is episode, I want to say 46, which is so cool. I'm going to pat myself on the back virtually here. If you are just joining us, if this is the first time you've listened to this podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. This is my little corner of the audio space where we talk about things like mindful eating. We talk about uh, how to approach nutrition from a place of nourishing and caring for your body and touch on topics like body image. And sometimes it gets a little bit personal. Sometimes I talk in weird voices and sometimes it's a lot less weird. Um, but here we are. And today we're going to talk about snacking. And so in my client check-ins every week, they have a, it's almost like a journaling form where they kind of help me help fill me in and help reflect themselves on the week that has passed. And at the bottom of that check-in, I have added a little optional space for them to ask me questions. And those questions, I say, you know, if there's a question you'd like to hear on the podcast, please go ahead and drop that here. And so in that check-in, just to give you a little bit of an idea of what it, what it would look like to be a client of mine, this is a weekly check-in. And in that check-in, I asked some questions about their energy levels. I asked some questions about how mindful they felt in their eating habits, why or why not. And we talk about mindset, what they noticed about their mindset. We talk a little bit about what they're proud of and what felt difficult during the week. And we also talk about what, they, what goals they'd like to set up for the week at hand. When they fill that in, I respond to them with a video. So I usually read through everything, take a few notes, look at what resources they might need, and then I send them some video feedback. And so this is a question from a client of mine who we are working on eating more balanced meals in the sense that for her, that looks like adding more, more vegetables. That looks like adding more color. And she is also really excited about starting to cook more at home for herself. So she had a really interesting question and I'm gonna read the question out and then we're gonna talk a little bit about snacking. So her question is, is snacking on healthy snacks like protein drinks, fruits and veggies, or nuts between meals a good thing or something where you'd be better off trying to reduce? Does snacking on these items in between meals make up for not getting our full share of these nutrients in the three main meals of the day? Is it okay to eat less of a, of a nutrient in a main meal and make up for it later with a snack? And so I want to answer this question that I want to go into snacking in general and what it actually means to sort of snack, quote unquote, snack in a healthful way. And so the answer to her question is, yes, there's absolutely no problem with snacking in between meals. Absolutely no problem. And it can, let's say, for example, you had a meal, you didn't get a ton of veggies in that meal, and you decide for your snack, you're going to have a handful of cherry tomatoes, you're going to have some carrots, and you're going to pair that with some hummus. That can totally add to your overall intake of veggies for the day. When we look at what you're eating throughout the day, we want to look at the overall intake. And even like, let's say you have one day where you're like, I can't get a ton of veggies in my meals. You know what? I'm going to boost my veggie intake a little bit tomorrow. That's totally fine. This is obviously not something we want to do from a quote unquote, I have to make up for it mind space. But if you're noticing like, hey, you know, today was a little bit more difficult to get vegetables in my meal. So I'm going to double down on it tomorrow. Amazing. That's not a big deal at all. And so from there, basically the answer to her question is not a big deal. Go for it. But I do want to dig into a little bit of like why we snack, some of, some of the guidelines that I'd like to offer around healthful snacking, and also some crazy things that I've heard about snacking 
that I'd love to hear if you've heard these two. And these are actually some rules that I used to follow myself when I was not doing so hot mindset wise with my food. So the question, why do we snack anyways? And I like to think of a snack as a bridge from one meal to the next. And some people might say, you know, just eat, you know, eat full meals, don't snack. And some people do prefer to eat larger meals and not snack between meals. That is totally fine. And that is your decision. Personally, I find that I get quite hungry between meals. And when there is, and I'll give you some guidelines around like how long between meals I usually recommend. I personally find snacking quite helpful so that I don't get super starving between meals and also so that I'm not feeling super stuffed after my main meals. So this is me. You may prefer to be someone that just, you know, I eat three main meals. I, they're quite large. I don't eat between and that might work perfectly for you. But what I do find is that often, especially here in Spain, but also in the States, I think, you know, I remember when I was in the States, I think I ate breakfast at maybe like seven or eight and then lunch was like 1130 to 1230. And then dinner wasn't until six or seven. And so between breakfast and lunch, I was fine. But that break between like 1230 and 7 p.m., it's a really long time to go without food. So personally, I'm a fan of snacking, especially I like to be very proactive about thinking about this because often we end up being very reactive to snacking. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm not going to snack. I'm not going to snack. And then you get starving and you go for whatever you can find, which may not align with the nutrition goals that you have. And so I do want to, I do want to mention, you know, we obviously snack because we want to bridge from one meal to the next. But if you're noticing that you're, you eat a main meal and you're hungry, like an hour, maybe two hours after that main meal on a consistent basis, that's a meal issue, not a snack issue. That's essentially saying that you're not eating enough in your main meals. That's not saying that you need to snack more. And often this will come up with someone, you know, for example, if they're trying to limit carbs or they're eating quite low volume food. So, you know, not eating a lot of fiber, not eating a lot of fruits and veggies. People that eat really low protein tend to be hungry quite often. And so as a general recommendation, we wanna look at eating something anywhere from every two and a half, three hours to five hours. So if you're going five hours without eating something during the day, that might be really hard for you. And that might mean that you're getting to your next meal starving, which makes it a lot harder to eat slowly, savor your food, not overeat, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are someone, and I know many of my clients deal with this, uh, are people that go really long without eating. And so, you know, maybe have breakfast, you know, I know here in Spain, often people will have breakfast at seven or eight and then won't eat lunch until one or two. And it's common that they'll get hungry between. And no matter where you live, there's usually a pretty big break in between lunch and dinner. And so an afternoon snack, it's, it's a good way to go, in my opinion. And so let's talk a little bit about what is a healthy snack, because I think that we often hear, you know, oh, I, I, I eat so healthy or I'm, I'm snacking so healthy. And that doesn't necessarily mean what we think it means because healthy is really contextual, right? I'll give you an example. Uh, today for my snack, my afternoon snack, I've already thought about it, pretty excited about it. I'm probably gonna have a protein pudding with a piece of sourdough toast and butter. And if you were to look at that snack and you're like, you're having protein pudding so processed and toast, oh my God, carbs and butter, oh my gosh, butter, like, past me would have been like, oh my gosh, that's so unhealthy. But the fact is, is it's absolutely not because we need to look at context. 
And so on its own, yeah, if I were to eat protein pudding with toast and butter for every meal during the day, then probably not great because I would be not getting any fruits or veggies in. I would be eating really low fiber and my digestion would probably be terrible because I'd be eating a ton of fake sugars from the protein pudding. But if you look at that snack in the context of my day or in the context of my life, it's totally, it, it's totally healthy for me. And so this is why looking at one individual food or one individual snack or one meal and saying like, oh, well, that's not healthy isn't really helpful. So when we look at healthy snacking, it's really helpful to look as far as macronutrients, like am I getting protein, fat, and carbs? And how does that fit into the context of my day? Again, this is something in coaching we work a lot on. And also to know that, yeah, similarly to you know the, the question that my client asked is, is it okay to eat less of a nutrient in a main meal and make up for it later for, with a snack? A healthy snack for you, let's say you really struggle to eat veggies in your lunch. And you say, but you know what? My afternoon snack, I don't mind adding in some extra fiber. Maybe I have an apple or maybe I have some carrots or some bell peppers, whatever that is. It may be really helpful for you to boost your fruit and veggie intake during snack time. And so I've had so many clients that have never really considered, you know, oh, I can eat cherry tomatoes or I can eat carrots or bell peppers or even make myself a, you know, a chickpea salad with cucumbers and tomatoes and et cetera, et cetera. I've never really even considered that that could be a snack before. And they've realized that what, you know, sometimes what they're craving for a snack is something crunchy and you can enjoy the crunch of raw vegetables and eat them with, you know, ranch, hummus, tapenades, things like that. And so I think when we look at what overall, and if you ask me in my professional opinion, as a nutrition coach, and I've been doing this for, doing this for a while now, when we talk about things like what is a healthy snack or what is a healthy meal, we have to look at context and how it fits into the rest of your life. And so this kind of brings me to, you know, I know there are a lot of people out there who want to eat for fat loss and there's some debate in the internet space over snacking for fat loss. And there's so much BS info out there. It freaking grinds my gears. Some of the things that I've heard are like, don't snack, you know, can't snack between meals because that's just extra calories. There used to be an amazing one, which luckily I think is out of style now, which is the opposite. You know, you have to eat every two hours to, to like stoke the fire of your metabolism, which is absolute and utter BS, like absolutely bullshit. There's people that say like, oh, you're hungry, just drink water. I remember when I was dieting and trying not to snack, I would just drink sparkling water to try to like trick myself into thinking that my body was not hungry, which is a terrible idea. Don't do it. I do not recommend it. Uh, a lot of people, you know, for snacking for fat loss, they'll tell you to just fill up on high value, volume, high volume, low calorie foods. So for example, they'll say, you know, just eat a ton of watermelon. It's super low calorie, which that may fill up your belly. But one of the goals when it comes to snacking or eating a meal is we also want satisfaction. So not just filling up our belly, but we, we also want the satisfaction of knowing our body is getting energy, which is essentially one of the reasons why we feel hungry. And so the fact is, even if you are in a fat loss phase, and if you, again, if you need help with this, let me know. If you're hungry, please eat something and know that, yes, you can eat a ton of cucumber or celery and that will fill up your belly, but it won't satisfy you, which means that it will often lead to those late night snacks, you know, after dinner or, you know, especially in the evening when we've made so many decisions about food throughout the day. 
And it's just like, oh, I just want something to satisfy me. And that's when we end up going for the foods that aren't actually going to support or in the quantities that aren't actually going to support that, that loss goal. So I don't want to make this too long, which is, I always make this too long. I'm sorry. Maybe it's not too long. Maybe it's perfectly long because we're getting so much cool info, but I want to talk a little bit about how I recommend snacking and then some actionable tips to start doing that. And so one of the first things for how to snack is really getting in touch with your hunger. And I use with my clients, I use a, something I call the hunger scale. Lots of different coaches use this in slightly different ways. Personally, I use a hunger scale from one to 10. One is stuffed. Like I do not want food. I'm super, I'm super stuffed. 10 is I am starving. I'm hangry. Like I just need to eat right freaking now. And if you are often getting to that hangry, I'm starving status pre-meal or pre-snack, it is a, sorry, pre-meal, it is a sign that snacking could be super, super helpful for you. Because yes, you do want to be hungry pre-meal. Like if you're eating and you're never hungry, and I do know, I've actually worked with quite a few clients that before working with me, they're like, I've never, I would just graze all day. I never actually felt hunger before. And I totally get that. And often what that looks like is just grazing all day long. And so, yes, you do want to hit a certain level of hunger pre-meal, but not be so hungry that you're unable to savor the meal or stop eating when you're full. And so when we look at the hunger scale, when I work with clients, I usually say, you know, hey, we don't want to get to a nine or a 10. Ideally, we are eating at no higher than an eight on the hunger scale. So you're hungry, but you're not starving. And ideally we're starting to, you know, get a meal ready or start thinking about food around that like six, seven status. And so again, if you need help with this, this is also something, if you haven't done the mindful eating mini course yet, we, you learn a little bit about the hunger scale and how to use the hunger scale in the mindful eating mini course. And that course is totally free. Um, you can sign up through the link in the show notes. Another general guideline for how to snack, and I mentioned this earlier, is aim to not have more than five hours go between eating. And so ideally we're looking at, you know, somewhere in the realm of three to four hours. If your meals are not filling you up or aren't satisfying you for at least two to three hours, then we want to look at your meals and make sure that you're getting enough food in those meals. And your snacks should be able to hold you over for an hour or two until that next meal. And then one of the biggest things that I, you know, if you only take away one thing from this podcast is aim to pair two macronutrients together. So that means, you know, protein and carb, protein and fat, carb and fat. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that might look like. If you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Protein, especially, so protein is the most satiating of the macronutrients and it is an awesome one to snack on as well because a lot of people do struggle with eating enough protein. That is one of the most common things I work on with clients. And aiming to get, you know, for example, I mentioned that my snack today is going to be a protein pudding with toast and butter. So I'm actually hitting fat from the butter, carbs from the toast and protein from the protein pudding. So that's three macros right there. But another one that I really love is like a high protein yogurt with banana. And sometimes I'll add in like a crumbled up cookie in there for the satisfaction factor. Another one might be, you know, maybe an apple and some cheese. You've got some fat uh, and some protein in the cheese and you've got a carb with the apple. Um, protein bars, if you're in a rush and you like them, I personally am a big fan of protein bars. Um, but again, uh, actually the BUL cartel, we have an episode all on how to choose a protein bar. So I will link that in the show notes. Um, and if for some reason you're looking at the show notes and you're like, I don't see it, send me a message and I will send you the episode that the BUL cartel did on protein bars. 
And so then, you know, if we're looking at how to snack, one issue that I do see, and this is very true, especially for those of us that are looking to change our body composition in some way, is that a lot of foods that we label as quote unquote healthy can be quite high in calories, but don't necessarily satisfy us a ton on our own. That's not satisfy us. I don't know why that sounded weird. And so for example, it's really easy to take down like whole handfuls of nuts without actually feeling super satisfied. And nuts are quite a high calorie food, even though yes, they are very nutritious. And so this is why, for example, if I was to eat some nuts, we'd think, okay, nuts are mainly fat. So I would pair that with maybe a protein source, or I would pair that with a carb source, for example, um, peanut butter and a yogurt or, you know, a handful of nuts and a couple hard boiled eggs, something like that um, can be really helpful in being a bit more satisfying rather than just like taking down a whole bag of nuts and then being like, wait, I'm eating all this healthy food and my body weight isn't changing. And so let's go to the actionable tips and then we will wrap up for today. So actionable tips to move on to. And again, if, if you feel like this is an issue for you, you're noticing like, Hey, I'm not really getting the hunger scale. It could be really helpful if you, to just set up a call with me, we can chat a little bit about it. If nothing else, you will leave feeling a bit more optimistic and, and like you understand this a bit better, or maybe coaching is a good fit for you right now. You never know. But actionable tips, make a list of snacks you like and work for you. And that means work for you in the sense like, you can get them. <laughs> you have a place to store them if you need to. Um, they work with your schedule and be okay with trying different things out. I want to remind you, yes, it's okay to eat processed food. If you are eating vegetables, fruit, lean proteins, other generally whole foods in your main meals and throughout the rest of the day, it's not a big deal to have like a pre-made protein shake or a protein pudding or a protein bar or a granola bar or a cookie. Like that is not a big deal. The thing that can turn in, you know, where people are like, you shouldn't eat processed food is like, no, you shouldn't only eat highly processed food. The truth is most of the things that we eat are processed and including those, especially if they're making your life a little bit easier is not an issue. And I will say, you know, if you're living off of protein shakes, maybe yes, that's something we want to talk about. But even if you're having one protein shake a day, it's not a big deal. Also try things. So I said this before, but I want to elaborate on try things out. And part of that is observe, get curious about when you're getting hungry throughout the day. And this is because you may not necessarily be aware of the fact that you have a habit of heading to the office vending machine or heading out for a coffee and a croissant every day at a certain time. It's just something you've created as a habit. And that habit may not be supportive for the goals that you have around your nutrition right now. And so get curious about that. And if you're struggling with creating consistent eating patterns, or you're not sure how to space out or structure meals, start practicing, start trying things out. Again, this is something we do a lot in coaching. Uh, two last actionable tips is to eat before you're starving. So if you've observed when you're getting really hungry and you're like, oh, you know, I get really starving around five or 6 PM every day. Maybe you can say, okay, cool. So if I'm getting really, really starving around five or six, maybe I intentionally schedule a snack for four to four 30. And this can be really helpful, especially if you tend to be a reactive snacker and you find yourself eating way more of something that you planned or, you know, eating a food and then being like, I didn't even enjoy that. 
or feeling guilty for it. And often the guilt around eating a certain food isn't around the food itself. It's around feeling like you didn't make the choice to eat the food, right? And then last actionable tip is to actually prep and think ahead for your snacks. So you can either do this mentally, just in your head, for example, like I did, like I know what I have. And so I know what I'm gonna eat for a snack or actually preparing them in your fridge or in your pantry or however you wanna do that. An example of that would be, you know, getting, let's say you have a, you know, a protein yogurt and an apple for your snack every day, like actually putting the pro, the yogurt packet, the yogurt packet, yogurt pot, I don't know, the little yogurt, yogurt container, the yogurt container, and then putting your piece of fruit literally on top of it so that you have that already ready for you and you're not scrounging for things in your fridge and perhaps not making choices that you're super excited about. So that, my friends, is my podcast on snacking. That's what I have for you. As I said, especially if the, the side of like getting in touch with the hunger scale or feeling like you're being really reactive with your snacking, if that's something that feels like a big struggle for you, definitely consider one of two things. One, signing up for the Mindful Eating mini course. That is a totally free mini course. It's an email course. You're going to get a couple of little habits and videos in your inbox, and those are going to help guide you to getting more in touch with your hunger. And you're also gonna, gonna get an invite to my accountability group if you so choose. Um, and then the second thing is, you know, if this is a, a consistent issue and you've been trying to work on it, you're not really, you're kind of struggling with creating a consistent meal structure, coaching could be an amazing step for you. So you can find a link in the show notes to do that. As always, your feedback is so helpful. I appreciate it so much. Any episodes that you would like to see coming up or any questions that you have for me, please go ahead and reach out via Instagram um, or email or however you'd like to reach out. Instagram is usually the best way to get a hold of me. And with that, thank you so much for being here. Ah, last thing. If you have not left a rating on Spotify or Apple, um, please do that. That's a really simple, it takes literally one or two seconds. And it's a really great way uh, for other people to find the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you again next time for another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition, Bite, Bite Size Nutrition Podcast.